0: Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker.
1: This podcast is brought to you by Midland Radio USA, your leader in overlanding and off-road communications. Also, join the brigade at truckbrigade.com, the best of the best for off-road and overlanding gear. Rigid Industries Off-Road Lighting. Own the night with Rigid. Radar Tires, an active supporter of the Breast Cancer Research Foundation and manufactured carbon neutral since 2013. Smittybill Off-Road, providing high-quality products built for living the off-road lifestyle. ICS Fabrication, designing industry-leading mounts, drawer systems, and off-road accessories. And Blue Coolers, 10-day ice at half the price.
0: Welcome to the Anderson Overland Podcast. All right,
1: welcome back, everybody, to the Anderson Overland Podcast. I'm super stoked that you are back with us today. I am absolutely excited to talk to my friend Tim from Sackware Overland Supply Company. And uh, man, thank you so much for being on here, dude. I I, I know it's a Friday. I know you you know you're looking forward to the weekend, and and uh, I really appreciate your time. Thank you. And welcome.
2: Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I am. I uh, I remember us meeting at at Expo. Uh, I met a lot of people at Expo actually, but I remember the first time I met you was there uh, with um, uh, Adam at Adam's booth, right?
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. For st- me too.
1: Yeah. Yep. That's super cool, man. Yeah, you just uh, you, you're one of their their dealers, right? You you guys carry a lot of a lot of Adam stuff, yeah?
2: Yeah, that's right. Yep. He's uh also a good friend and um yeah, I mean we can get into it a little bit more, but like uh um I actually did all of his marketing for him and stuff like that, like the brand oh, stuff like that. So yeah. Yeah, he's a
1: good dude. I really like Adam a lot. I yeah, love seeing yeah. him and his, him is, I miss seeing his dad. I talk to people all the time about that. Like I miss, <laughs> miss Adam's dad a lot yeah. too. He's a good guy. It was, it was fun yeah. hanging out with him at the expos and stuff. Those the you know, the couple of years that we were there and got to see him, but, but yeah. we'll tell us who you are and what SACWARE is all about. Where, where are you guys headed? Where have you come from? And kind of how was, how was everything founded and put together?
2: Yeah. Well, it's kind of an interesting story. I mean, about 17 years ago, um, myself and two other guys uh, in the advertising world decided to start our own business in uh, uh, an advertising agency and so we uh we did that and at the same time we started this t-shirt company called sackware and it was basically kind of a creative outlet um in a form of extra income but it was all based on college humor kind of stuff, you know, like <laughs> jokes cool. on t-shirts and stuff. Yeah. And, and that's kind of where the sack where name came from. Um, cause it was intended like, you know, putting a sack over corporate, corporate
1: wear. Oh, gotcha.
2: Adopting like college, college wear kind of stuff and not taking yourself so seriously. So, um, that lasted, you know, it did pretty well and it was fun. Um, but it kind of, kind of got bored with it. Right. And, um, I'd always been a big Land Cruiser fan and stuff like that. And since we were doing so many t-shirts, I figured why don't I just do a Land Cruiser t-shirt for myself Yeah. and throw it on the site and see how it does. And it, it kind of, it did really well and it started picking up and because I think mostly at the time, they're just, wasn't that many people designing land cruiser t-shirts right it seemed to be such a niche and i think it still kind of is um but yeah so that's kind of it slowly evolved into being more of an overland kind of um by yeah no more joke shirts and stuff
1: <laughs> Well what a, what a vehicle to start with. I mean gosh, I'd wear I'd wear that shirt in a heartbeat, man. <laughs> yeah. I love the style that you guys use. I'm I'm a graphic designer myself. I did that as cool. as a trade for a lot of years. Had my own company um years and years ago uh for about 10 years. Yeah, about 10 years uh um solid and uh I I worked in the ski and snowboard industry mainly um, oh. was focused on uh you know resorts and things and was part of a marketing uh, department for a ski resort. And then I branched out and, you know, had my own company and did a bunch of ski resorts and, and, uh, um, and that sort of thing for a long time, worked for a big skate and snowboard mail order company. And so I kind of like in that, you know, deep in that, that graphic design, you know, stylistic, you know, design stuff. And, and I love the designs of your shirts, man. I love the vibe that you guys have. Every, everyone that I've seen, I'm like, dude, that is so sick. Like, I love the way that you guys use, the fonts and how everything just ties together and like that almost that vintage kind of feel, you know, it's super rad. I love, I love your designs and anybody who's out there who's listening right now, definitely go to sackware.com and check out their shirts. They are freaking sick. (laughs) Definitely dig them.
2: Thanks. Yeah. We try to like, um, constantly, you know, come out with something new and, um, just keep the whole line kind of fresh and yeah. Um,
1: yeah, I but, saw but, you guys just released a a, a shirt with um, Brett and Liz, our overland life. Yeah, yeah. Of Liz, Liz's truck, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that one was yeah, awesome. That,
2: that was pretty cool and fun. And Brett's a, you know, they're both a really, a couple a nice, really nice couple and stuff. And um, yeah,
1: yeah they're such them. great people. Yeah. yeah, I was just talking to Brett last night, as a matter of fact. Oh yeah, cool. uh, yeah. I was just uh, admiring his soda fountain that he just installed on his <laughs> nice. his uh, in his van on on their countertop. We were talking about that last night, but yeah, yeah they're great. great people. I was stoked to see that you guys are uh, you know doing some stuff with them and and uh, pushing them. That's great. They're just awesome people. Yeah. And what they do, I mean, gosh, it's what we all dream of being out, you know, full time oh, on the road and doing what they're doing. It's so cool. Yeah, exactly. I uh, know. Yeah. So like, what other products are you guys, uh, carrying? Like, I know you guys have the step 22 stuff. You guys have the, the shirts and the lines that you're putting out and stuff. what, uh, what other stuff for our listeners, um, will they find on well, here?
2: Um, yeah, like a few years ago, kind of, I was kind of branching out and carrying a few more products like, um, you know, some factor 55 stuff, recovery ropes and max tracks and, um, kind of more gear stuff, but, uh, I, over the pandemic, I kind of decided that I, there's just, it was hard to compete with like a larger, a lot of the larger you know, retail stores and stuff for selling reselling products like that. And so I decided just to focus more on our own stuff. And so that's kind of where, where it's going or where, where it is now anyways. Um, but I'll always sell the this, this step 22 stuff just because of our connection, you know, with Adam and stuff and, and their products and things like that. So, um, yeah, it'll just be t-shirts and hats and that
1: kind of thing. Um, yeah. just pushing you know, the overland lifestyle and yeah. Yeah. What, what yeah. kind of rig are you guys, are you, I mean, you guys have any future d- design plans for any other rigs coming up on any, any other shirts or.
2: Yeah, yeah, see, um, Overland the Americas is actually shipping right now, and it should be their new shirt uh, with their troopy on it. That's sweet, um, which is way overdue. I mean, you know, I did their original one with the study their uh, forerunner. Uh-huh. Um, it's been quite a while, and then he, he asked me if they. I do another shirt with his new truck and it's like hell yeah man that thing's badass so yeah
1: it is totally so yeah
2: so we designed a shirt together and then um and it's done and it should be here and i'll get it posted up as soon as i the boxes show up at my door so
1: awesome yeah i, I was looking uh looking last night on your website just just cruising through. And I was like, man, I need to pick up a couple of these shirts. <laughs> yeah. I will love you some. that stuff. Yeah. I would love that, man. That'd be sweet. Thanks. I'll freaking rock cool. the crap out of those things. <laughs> right on. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. Uh, cool. I mean, not today I got my fire department shirt on, but usually I'm either wearing a truck brigade shirt or Midland USA or, you know, one of our sponsors, uh, you know, oh, yeah. just, just trying to push whatever I can and cool. it's like every day, you know, so <laughs> I'm all about it, man. Send them away. I'll wear them. All right, we'll cool. Put them, yeah. put them on everything. Yeah. We did. Yeah. So what, uh, what kind of got you into the uh, the whole overland scene? Like what, what was kind of the entry point of that and, and, um, what, it, what has kind of sustained you in that, you know, as far as what, what do you yeah. do on the, you know, on your off days and what keeps you going?
2: Uh, well it was, um, yeah, it's interesting because I'd always been a land cruiser fan and I've always had a land cruiser forever. And the, the, when I started um you know rebuilding the troopy that i have the fj45 um that's a right around when instagram kind of started first coming out and i yeah. just posted a couple photos on there and all of a sudden i was getting followers and stuff and i'm like everyone's like super excited about the truck and i'm like what all right <laughs> cool. <laughs>
1: yeah i'll keep this going
2: <laughs> yeah yeah and I, I was doing most of my like posts and stuff uh on the Land Cruiser on uh I Hate Mud, the Land Cruiser Forum and stuff. And uh it was pretty well received there too. But but then, you know, i um I wanted of course I wanted to wheel it and stuff and take it to Colorado and yeah and um I started doing more t-shirts because people on I Hate Mud were were loving them and stuff. And so it just kind of evolved slowly from there. And then um I heard about the expos, you know, the expo West. And and the funny thing is like I was like, well, it'd be worth a shot going out there and just trying to sell some of the t-shirts. And so yeah. I showed up with the troopie and a card table and I just threw them all out there. And my neighbor was Adam was step twenty-two, and like when his company was called Jack Covers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, and we kicked it off and he was a super cool guy and his dad was there. <laughs> so Yeah. There, it was really cool. And so, you know, we formed a friendship and it's been great. And uh, I've been trying to go to the expos ever since. Um, but, uh, yeah. And then, um, and then, you know, I, I bought a trailer and turned kind of converted that into like a space where I could sell the shirts and stuff out of, but, um, I decided that I was just going to keep it an online thing uh-huh. and then just continue to go to the expos, but more as like, a, um, uh, I don't know, it was like a feature truck or something in someone's booth and yeah, um, Adam's been always more than happy to have my truck in his booth. So that's.
1: Yeah. That thing way. is um, sick, man. I, yeah, that is yeah. my dream truck right there. That the FJ 45. I love that. I remember seeing it back when we first went to FJ summit.
2: Yeah, I think it was oh, probably yeah.
1: yeah, like back in the day, you know, like yeah. years ago, and I was like, oh my god, that is awesome, you know, and and ever since then, I'm like always eyeballing those things, and every I see them, I'm like, man, I wish I could pick one of those up. If I had the space and the money, I'd have to have one right now. But my wife would shoot me if I oh. stored more stuff in my garage. <laughs> I already have. I got a bunch of rigs in there right now, but that is. That is one thing that I, I wish, uh, that I could take on right now is, you know, I mean, I would at any moment if I had the ability as an FJ 45 project, that is just like the coolest, just, you know, most awesome old school vintage truck I think ever released in my opinion. And it's crazy how capable they are too. Like you're just like, Holy crap. Just unreal.
2: Yeah. It surprises me all the time. always, you know, I get to, I don't know, it was like on Imogene one time and I, came up to these like whoopties or whatever is pretty steep incline and um yeah it's like um, normal trucks and stuff like that we really questioned it and i was like a little bit leery about it but i was like oh what the hell just give it a shot and it's like not a problem
1: nothing yeah Yeah. just crawled right up it Yep. yeah there's a couple of those rock faces on imaging where you're like oh my god this is a little little sketch you know like like you crawl up there's one that i remember uh specifically that there's like a little like face that you kind of like gotta hit your wheels into and then you know kind of crawl up it and then you know and then you teeter up onto the face itself but there's like this little wall that's probably like four or five feet high that you kind of got to roll over and you're like oh man like i've just cleared that thing on the on the pendulum like just barely you know and uh there's a couple up there like that where i'm like dude this is nuts but like you said it's you know it's a little intimidating. And then you, then you get onto it and you're like, holy crap, like your, your confidence level skyrockets because you feel and you see the capabilities of these vehicles, which is unreal. I mean, yeah. I've done it in our FJ. Uh, we had an FJ cruiser, a TRD nice. special edition um, that I was an idiot and sold. Um, and I wish I didn't. And I talk about okay. it every podcast, but, I, <laughs> um, but I have the Forerunner too. We've had the Forerunner out there and the Forerunner did just as great. Um, just, you know, a okay. little bit longer wheelbase, but uh Just mind-blowing to me, the the stuff that we've had those vehicles on, specifically the FJ and the Forerunner. that, you know, it's just mind-blowing. Afterwards, you think about, like, holy crap, what did we just do with this thing? My God, you know, where you're, like, in spots where you're, like, white-knuckled, you know, up in Uray, and afterwards, you're like, I can't believe, like, how, like, literally, capable and safe that I felt, you know, where, like, you're going into it kind of nervous, and, you know, you haven't done that in a while or ever you know, it's a little nerve wracking mm-hmm. uh, for the newbie. And I've got a lot of off-roading and overlanding experience. I mean, for years and it, there's still some spots up there that are intimidating to me. And oh, it's yeah. just amazing afterwards, you know, like I was saying, how much you think about it and you're like, man, just unreal what these things can do. And, and, and while you're doing it, how safe you feel and how, you know, for the most part, you know, you're really, as, as long as you're paying attention and, you know, your, your vehicle is well-maintained and, you know, you're good to go. You, not going to have any issues up there and and there's obviously always act of god and you know situations but right um which has been some gnarly ones up there my goodness but uh mm-hmm. yeah. yeah man those those trucks i am a toyota guy through and through always have been i'll never ever buy anything else i the, the only thing yeah, i well, wish they would do is is release a more capable um like towing truck like a more capable tundra you know for for things oh, yeah. but uh yeah. for, for but for what we do you know the 400 the fj Tacoma's, I mean, just amazing vehicles, amazing vehicles.
2: Yeah. No kidding. I totally agree. It's
1: yeah. Worth every else. penny, you know, Yeah. you, you typically yeah. pay more for those vehicles, I guess, than you know, you would afford or something, you know, I mean, back in the day you, you did, I guess now everything's kind of crazy. So, um, yeah. with inflation, uh-huh. but you know, back in the day it was like Toyota, it was like, man, you're paying top dollar for this, but man, it, I've never, ever had a Toyota failing me ever. I mean something yeah. just as stupid as you know, uh, you know, engine part or any anything on on the trail. Never had one fail me ever, ever, ever. Yeah, likewise, you know? I know.
2: Yeah, with my my new truck, I mean, that I was dying to take that off road and see how it did. And it's just, it's so good off road. It just eats it up. It's, yeah, it's unbelievable.
1: Yeah, I it's it's amazing. Like, you know, from the smaller, you know, or the, the lower level trails to like these gnarly ones and everything in between, just like you said, they just eat everything up. Like it's nothing, you know, and they, cr- they climb like goats. I remember the mm. first foreigner that I ever owned, the guy that sold it to me, I was, I, I was maybe 17, 18 and, uh, we had just got married actually. So I must've been a little bit older than that. And, uh, he, he told me, he's like, you. it was the first foreigner that I'd owned. And he was like, you're not going to believe how much this thing climbs like a goat on nice. everything. And I was like, whatever, yeah. dude. Like, you know, yeah. okay. Yeah. Thanks yeah. guy. And <laughs> he was right. You know, it was an old 91. Uh, yeah. And man, that thing just kicked butt. And it, I think I drove that thing to like 372,000 miles or something stupid. Wow. And then we sold it. And the guy that bought it from us, used it as a tow vehicle be- behind his RV. And he drove it for another 10 years. And all he did is switch out the transmission no way Dead serious yeah that's good so i don't know i mean he must have They've driven asked. that thing to 400 or 500 000. i don't know but uh it's crazy how you know you maintain those things and they go forever. you know yeah. ford you're I'm lucky kidding. to get a hundred thousand out of a ford you know a toyota that's just like barely broke in it seems like right i know, you know? yeah yeah so how, how did you let's talk about the fj45 like how did yeah. you find that where did you where did you buy it and how, how did that whole project start for you?
2: Well, at the time, my, um, my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, um, she knew I was really interested in land cruisers and stuff. And she, uh, um, uh, I was in the mark kind of in the market, like, you know, play, toying with the idea of getting another land cruiser. And, and I saw this one for sale in Arizona. And so, um, we, decided to go down and check it out and and uh and she bought it and uh and then we of course then i had to marry her
1: so that, <laughs> yeah i was gonna say that's a good woman you need to yeah. capture that one <laughs> yeah yeah
2: but it was uh it was a 66 fj-45 long bed pickup Uh huh. so um and it you know it looked all right and stuff but it i had never been in you know an fj-45 pickup before and i drove it around and it was like the cab was really kind of small because you know i'm i'm about six six one or so and it's just tight you know your knees are kind of up against it it's not like an fj40 where you can just push the seat back right but yeah and so so even though i really liked it it just wasn't that practical and i definitely wouldn't feel comfortable leaving town with it because it just wasn't reliable right drum brakes and you know carbureted you know uh, old old technology yeah yeah exactly yeah so so then when you know started the advertising business i was like you know what the hell i'm gonna uh send it to a shop and restore it and turn it into something that i really want and yeah and that being a true piece i have a little more leg room and also kids on the way and stuff i wanted to you know, to have a back seat for them. Uh, and so that's, that's kind of how it came about. And five years later, the truck was done and yeah. Five years. Wow. Yeah. It was a long process.
1: Wow. That's so rad. So you had them do a bunch of custom stuff. I'd, I'd have to have to do the same thing. I'm just like you, I'm six foot two or whatever and you don't fit in things very well.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I know. Yeah. And yeah. You want to drive something.
1: Yeah. You want to drive something you feel safe in if you get munched, you know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
2: yeah. And if you, you know, if you're going, I don't know, even just uh, three and a half hours to Durango or five hours to tell you you just want to be comfortable.
1: Yeah, totally. And, and yeah. safe
2: too. I mean, you know, so right. I'm reliable. It's like, I wanted the truck that I could drive from my driveway all the way up there do a bunch of trails and then drive it home instead of having a trailer and stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a must for sure. Especially like you said, with those long distances, man, you want to have something that's not just a bucket of bolts that you're, you know, getting tired in easily or, you know, getting just, you know, can't walk for a day or two after you get to your destination. Yeah. Cause you've just been, you know, jacked around the whole time.
2: Yeah. But I mean, that being said that the, you know, with the, that land cruiser, it's, a lot of work driving it. I mean, it's not too bad because it has power steering disc brakes, you know, yeah. the front shackle reversal kit. So it tracks a little easier. And it's got the, the, um, Ramjet 350 in there and, uh, a five speed overdrive. So it, it definitely is a big improvement from the, you know, the stock two F like straight six and yeah. drum brakes and manual yeah. steering. Um, and I actually put an AC in there too. So, but that being said, you know, it's, a, it's, it's just, when you drive like more than six hours and you just, you feel exhausted.
1: Oh yeah. You
2: know, requires all your attention to drive it and stuff. And right. You know, it's still fun though.
1: Yeah. Know. Yeah.
2: Definitely when you get it off road, that's totally. The fun starts.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. It's like, I, I, it's one of those trucks, like I feel, you know, if, if you had the capability, you'd want to trailer it, you know, wherever you're going, drive some yeah. a little bit more, you know, like a Tundra or something a little bit more comfortable and then, you know, get that thing to your destination and take it out, you know, but it's like, who, I mean, most of us can't afford or have the capability to do that, you know, yeah. um, obviously, yeah. but uh man, that'd be, that'd be the way to do it. It's freaking just trailer that thing in and just spend a whole, you know, week or two just four by four in it and.
2: Yeah, just, a lot of my friends were doing that exact thing. They they had like a tow truck. I mean, a, you know, a large F three fifty or whatever, and a trailer, and they go to Moab and bring their truck. and I was thinking that would be a lot of fun to do that.
1: That would, yeah.
2: I just didn't have the resources or the money to do that, so I wanted a truck that I could just jump in and do Drive. all the same stuff without having to. Yeah.
1: Yeah, me too. I'm the same boat. Um, I've, I've thought about getting another FJ cruiser. I really like the FJ cruiser that I had that, that 08. Um, and, uh, actually it was 07 TRD special edition. And, uh, I I think now if I bought another one and built it all up, I wouldn't want to put the miles on it. You know, what sucks is if I buy another vehicle, it's gotta be a commuter and I don't want to put the miles on. I drive three hours each way to work. And so, you know, you're, 280 oh, wow. miles, you know, each way. It's only twice a week, but I'm like, that's my daily driver. And that FJ would have to be my daily driver. And I just don't want to, you know, pound that kind of miles into something. Yeah. So, you know, in the future, if I'm able to get another one, uh, Lord willing, uh, I'll probably, you know, just keep it as a little local, local uh, truck and trailer it in places. Cause it's like, you just want them to last, you know, so long. It's just, they're so rare now. You know, you can't can not barely oh, yeah. find them for you know especially the 45s i mean the 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 newer you know the fj cruisers those are pretty common but the old 40s and 45s man those are just like oh classics that you just want to protect and
2: you yeah. know and keep
1: around for a while you know okay.
2: i know yeah I was kind of toying around with the idea like maybe i should sell it but i'm like i think i would definitely regret it if i did
1: that oh yeah you would too I, I mean, yeah. you know, my, my cruiser was a newer model and I mean, I regret that every day. I, I that was the most capable vehicle I've ever had by far. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, like I said, the forerunner is a pretty good contender and I've had Tacomas and Tundras and whatever, but the forerunner is pretty close, but man, just the wheelbase and the the maneuverability of that thing. And just, I don't know, man, it's just, it's just a great, great vehicle. I, I'm so bummed that they discontinued them. I, I keep hearing rumors that they're going to release another one called the trail hunter. That's oh. like a mix between the Forerunner and the FJ, and there's and I keep oh, wow. seeing more and more and more about it. Yeah, um, I've heard that. That's cool. Who knows? I know. So cool. we'll see what happens. But I've seen yeah. some like you know, you know, you see those renderings kind of floating around the internet and whatever. That either yeah. they're fake or they aren't. I don't know. Um, yeah. But I've definitely heard from some people in higher places um, at Toyota that they're working on stuff to compete with the Bronco.
2: Oh wow, so, which That'd is
1: cool. Yeah. Which is kind of like, okay, that's, that makes sense, you know? So yeah. maybe they, maybe they will release something soon or maybe the next generation of the foreigners that they release will be something crazy. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. That'd
2: be cool.
1: Yeah. 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 Who knows? Maybe it'll be some crazy hybrid thing or I don't know. Not that anybody yeah. wants to drive, on, <laughs> but you yeah. know, us true, true truck guys are like, you know, screw this electric vehicle thing. But, um, but know. it's unfortunately it's kind of the, Feels like I don't it's- know
2: like, uh, unstoppable. It's just, gonna I know, go that way, I guess, but
1: yeah. yeah. Almost you know. like we're just going to be forced into it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just yeah. crazy. What's gas prices where you guys are at right now? Uh, it's, uh, geez, I don't even know. Let's see.
2: I haven't bought gas in a while. It's like four something a gallon. Cause we, um, we have a Tesla too. So, oh, nice. Um, have been nice. driving that since the gas prices are so,
1: yeah, uh, I know it I've been going. Kind of
2: What's it? it just seems kind of funny because I'm such a off-road like guy that, and then we have a Tesla. So kind of... <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh dude, I've been thinking the same thing. Like, man, maybe I should go get one, but I can't afford one, unfortunately. But I've been thinking, man, with my drive to work, I mean, if gas prices go to where we're thinking they're going to go, I mean, it could be, you know, 200, 300 Uh, you know, round trip to get to work you know and that yeah. over a month is you know i only work like five shifts a month it's 10 days total but i have to drive in and drive back uh once a week and so you know that you know a month is going to be like a mortgage payment you know if gas gets any yeah. crazier and i just drive a little subaru Crosstrek track for work you know um yeah. and just it's insane so i've been thinking about the same thing like trying to look to see if i can somehow weasel my way into a Toyota hybrid, you know, maybe the Camry or something just to have something that's, you know, not fully dependable on or dependent on, you know, fossil fuels. And, you know, but then again, I'm like, I keep hearing stuff about, well, if the battery goes, we got to replace it. It's like 20 grand, 15, 20 grand for the battery. And I'm like, Oh, like, you know, who has that kind of money just laying around to do stuff if something's out of warranty, you know? know? So yeah, that's another challenge. So I don't know. I don't know. We'll s- You know, I'm I'm kind of afraid too. I was talking to my wife about it yesterday, kind of afraid that if I don't pull the trigger now that when I have to, things won't be available or it'll be so expensive. You know, nobody's going to be able to get them, you know, it'll be like, everybody has to have them at that point. The demand will be insane, you know? So,
2: yeah,
1: Yeah. I don't know. Probably just going to get some horses and (laughs) (laughs) go old school with a wagon or something. I don't know. Oh yeah. 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 Yeah thought about getting, finishing my pilot's license too, but then, you know, oh, you have cool. a, to have a plane and hanger and all the stuff that comes with that too, is just way expensive and I'm not a high roller. So I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. In just get
2: uh, one of those Piper cubs, like a bush plane or whatever. Exactly. That's you what I learned. In.
1: Yeah. That's exactly what I learned in is a Piper cub.
2: Really? Uh, cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Piper cub, uh, and then a um a satabria i don't know if you're familiar with that yeah, but um yeah. yeah i know i thought about it. i've right. seen some of those for a pretty affordable price i'm like dude i i would love to have one of those but oh, you know yeah. the the cool. hangar space and you know cost of everything and and your amp every yep. every 2 years and everything i'm like i don't know right so, so, There's a lot of underlying costs that come with all that stuff yeah that's so, for sure definitely yeah. really. Yeah, it is, but who knows? We'll see what happens. But with uh, you know, with your experience with the FJ forty five specifically, I mean, for those that kind of have, you know, that on their, you know, their crosshairs or are looking to do something in the future like I am, what what was one of the biggest challenges in in that build process?
2: Probably the stock parts, I think, since it was a sixty six. Oh kind of yeah, wanted to. Uh, you know, replace a lot of the parts so that everything would be kind of new. Um, I had a little bit of difficulties, you know, trying to find the right stuff. Um, factory stuff, like for instance, the fender front fenders, but, um, now there's plenty of companies that have them and stuff like that. But then on the opposite end, you know, there's a lot of the part stock parts are, you know, super hard to find. Right, um, But back, you know, it was kind of did this weird little flip thing back then. But, um, yeah, that's that was probably the biggest issue.
0: You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. He's doing later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes.
2: I put a soft top on it because I wanted to try to keep the weight down and stuff. But uh, this company that um, I got a soft top through, they just used the wrong kind of canvas, and it didn't last more than like six months, and it was already ripping and water wow. was leaking in. And I was like, "Oh man, this is wow. so yeah." So um, I did a little research and figured out like the TLC icon, and you know, in Los Angeles. Um, they built those Icon FJ40s and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I just reached out to them and see if I could get a soft top made, the same kind of soft top that they do on their trucks. And so um, that's what I ended up doing. Wow. Uh, It was expensive as hell, but definitely (laughs) worth it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, $16,000 soft top.
1: Holy moly. Yeah. Wow. A little pricey. Yeah, well, like, but, you know... Like we were saying, you get what you pay for, you know, that's something you want to put that kind of investment into for sure.
2: Yeah. That's kind
1: of a a no brainer for that kind of setup, I would think, you know? Yeah. yeah,
2: It's it's been what, uh, probably 10 years now and it it looks as new as when I first got it. That's awesome. Yeah. It's really, really good fabric and, uh, double wall insulated. It's a really nice soft top.
1: Wow. Yeah. And I mean, with the, the, I mean, the kind of condition and, you know, like I was saying that with the investment, the kind of condition of the truck that you have, I mean, that thing's going to hold its value forever. I mean, good grief, you know, so that's, that makes it a lot easier because then, you you know, your return, if you, like you said, if you ever decided to sell on those things, you know, you get a grip of money out of that thing.
2: Yeah. That
1: would be cool. Yeah. Yep. I always thought, man, it'd be cool to have like some crazy rig like that and rent it out. But I'd be so afraid of somebody damaging it or doing something to it, you know. Yeah, you know, you can make a killing renting it, but oh man.
2: Yeah, I had a couple people ask if I would rent it, and it was tempting. But I was like, I don't, I don't know. It's like I'm a little too attached to it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah. 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 What What things have you put on it as far as uh, off roaded? Um, you know, accessories to make it more capable, what would you recommend people add to their, their rigs just based on your experience?
2: Um, definitely, uh, lockers, definitely lockers. Um, of course, you know, max, everyone says, you know, if if you're on a budget or whatever, and you need some, you know, in case you get stuck or whatever, max tracks are definitely, you know, something worth having. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, upgrade to a, a nice winch, um although I've never used my winch to get out, you know, to get stuck because I've never been stuck, but right. um but I've used it a couple times to get other people unstuck, so, <laughs> so it's same of thing, yeah. Rule of thumb.
1: <laughs> and, yeah.
2: And then uh you know, just having the lockers um I've had to use them a couple times and it was like makes a big difference. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Exactly what you need, you know, when the time comes. Um, other than that, I mean, I don't know. It's, uh, just kind of the standard stuff, really. Yeah.
1: What kind of, have you added any additional lighting to it? Like any off-road lighting?
2: Yeah, did, um, some rock lights, uh, on the, the FJ45. Yeah, it's got uh, a couple hella old school, like HID lights. Oh, sweet. And then some rigid, um, uh, like amber lights. Um, so nothing too crazy and i've got like a back a baja designs backup light um oh dear. that uh, works really well but yeah but then the the new truck that i have though that 79 series camper um i've got the baja designs like lp9s on the front and the um s1 um side shooters and wide cornering lights and yeah it's pretty cool
1: yeah you know i, I the more that i I use those Baja designs products, the more I'm pretty impressed with, you know, how, you know, the, the beam patterns and projection of those things, just the quality of them. I've been a rigid guy and I'll always be a rigid guy. I mean, we, we, uh, we kind of have a, um, not a official ambassadorship with them, but, you know, we represent them a lot and and do a lot of content with, with Pablo and and Richie and and those guys over there and, and love their product but the more that I've seen uh Baja, I've been like, wow, they're, they're, you know, they're a contender. I mean, they're, they're really stepping up their game. Um, there's a lot that. of guys that are like, man, I've gone straight to Baja and I, I'll never look back. You know, um, yeah. I've got a couple of their, of their pods um, on the runner just for fogs. And uh, just to try them out, you know, I'm like, what is this, you know, the buzz, like I've been rigid, you know, through and through for years. And like I said, I still am, um, you know, don't hate me guys for saying this, <laughs> um, but, uh, I've had a you know some good experience with that stuff. And one of my buddies, yeah. uh Greg from Wired by Greg, uh just did a podcast with him recently. He is like sold on Baja and he he's one of their dealers too. And he does a, a bunch of um, he's got a custom shop but they do all overland setups for people and lighting, and he does just killer, killer work. My wow. God. Um nice. just insane. Yeah. If you get a chance, check him out. Um, but yeah. he's just, you know. Lives Breeze Eats Sleeps Baja designs for everything. And uh it's been pretty impressive. Some seeing some of the stuff and the content they've put out and um and just cool. the quality there. You know, they're they're definitely like I said, they're a definite contender for rigid. And, you know, rigid's been the name, you know, for years and years. And there's a couple mm. companies that are, you know, stepping it up a bit, um, that are giving rigid a run for their money, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have uh, rigid lights on my Raptor too. So I mean, I like them.
1: They're yeah, me good. too. Yeah, they put out yeah. a great product. Yeah, I mean yeah. they're indestructible. Yeah, um, yeah, and they're you know, I I think uh, it goes a long ways with you know the type of customer service that you get from any company, and you know I think that Rigid and and Baja, you know they they uh they keep it at a high bar. You know they they uh they definitely um, do what they say they're gonna do and. And I appreciate that about them you know rigid uh specifically they they do a great job with that and um and follow through pretty well on on stuff so the warranty and you know like the quality you're gonna get you know you know what you're gonna get what you pay for you know you're gonna yeah. spend the money you're gonna spend the money yeah but sure. you're guarantee that thing is gonna work you know when you turn it on
2: so yeah I know it's
1: not gonna yep. you know yeah. give out on you six months later like an amazon special or something
2: oh, yeah. You
1: know. <laughs> yeah 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 or they so, leak or something. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Get all fogged out and everything. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've seen people with with some lights, some Amazon specials that are, you're like, oh my gosh, man. If you would have spent yeah. like a 200 bucks more, you would never have this issue ever, you know, and they'd last exactly. the life of your vehicle, you know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. So well, yeah. where where have you guys been uh taking that thing or you know, even just your your current truck or that you're you know you're your other Dude. projects, what have you guys been doing with them and where have you guys been going lately?
2: Um, well the, with the FG 45, I've pretty much just taken that. I mean, other than like the expo and stuff, uh, on wheeling trips, I've just taken it up to Southwest Colorado, like you're a Silverton tire you know, in that kind of area. And because uh, I just love the trails up there. Like, yeah, Eugene and engineer Pass and Alpine loop. And, There's just so much fun stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, camping too. And then with the new truck, the, the Maltec 79, um, I've been taking that out a lot with my son and I and my daughter too. We, we go up back up in that area and then spend a couple nights, you know, and do weekend trips and things like that. And that's rad. Um, yeah, it's in Northern New Mexico and But uh, yeah, I would definitely want to try to go a little bit further, but um, for now, I just don't have the time. You know, I'm so busy with work and everything that it makes sense, you know, that I can only get away for like, you know, a weekend or maybe a long weekend. And that's about it. Right. I mean, I hope to someday like ship the truck to Iceland.
1: No Um, way. Oh my gosh.
2: That would be a lot of fun. I did a trip. I don't know how long ago was that? Like maybe four years ago, I went to Iceland, but, um, I, I didn't ship my truck out there, but I, um, have a friend that was, uh, used to build trucks for Arctic trucks. And he lent me his personal, uh, 70, uh, 70, his, um, 70 series. Oh yeah. Um, so it was, uh, this big red, Troopy on 40s and uh, I was totally <laughs> like there's an Arctic truck. Wow. And, yeah, and just took off for a week and uh toured Iceland and that was just incredible, man. If you I can't even if you imagine ever have the opportunity to go to Iceland, I would definitely recommend it. It's it's just unreal. Really? Yeah.
1: And yeah, we have some friends that uh uh her family is from Iceland, I believe. Yeah, um and um I think it's Iceland and, and they post pictures every now and then of them out there, you know, on these trips once a year, twice a year or whatever. And yeah. some of the stuff I've seen is insane. I can not imagine like, you know, four-wheeling or camping or, you know, traveling across that country would be nuts.
2: Yeah. It's, it's like completely surreal. I mean, the, you know, the colors and the landscape just, you're constantly just wondering, asking yourself if this is real or not. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like something out of a movie or something. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. That would be a pretty amazing experience. There's there's a couple places that I I would love to do that at, you know, like yeah. that you've seen, you know, just throughout your life, that you're like, "Man, that would be." And especially since we've been doing, you know, deep into the overlanding scene, like mm-hmm. knowing the capabilities, knowing what we're capable of and, you know, um gosh, it would be so cool. Like you said, if time and money would permit <laughs> You know, there's a lot of places I'd, I'd really like to go, like Pacific Northwest, places I've been out, up, up there with my family and show them, or like Alaska, I've been to Alaska. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. oh my gosh, Alaska is incredible too. Just so many I'm neat, kidding. neat places to see and so much untouched and unpopulated, you know, land that it's just unreal. It's, you just yeah. look at, it, it's funny, like. I feel like, you know, you get into these places and everything just gets left behind, you know, like all of your cares and stress and just everything. And you're not thinking about anything but like the moment and what you're experiencing and like everything just oh, goes yeah. out the window, you know. And I love that about what we do, you know, that that's that's yeah. why I do it. you know. That's and, uh, so true. Yeah. Especially when you yeah. get to these places where there's nobody, you know, and you're like right. all the politics, all the BS you see on the news, all the everything, all bills and everything it just nothing matters at that point at all, you know? And I love that about it, you know, that's (laughs) the coolest thing, coolest feeling.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And even when something, you know, not so good happens like mechanical issues or whatever, it's like you, you, um, it just adds to the adventure, I guess. Totally. You look back on the whole trip and you're like, damn, that was fun, man. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the bad and the good, you know, the good stories, bad. So yeah, I know we've had several, several moments doing this that have added quite the content for the, <laughs> the podcast, yeah. you know, oh, and yeah. <laughs> stories and, and things that uh, we've experienced. And, and like you said, I would, I wouldn't take any of it back for the world. I mean, the, that's what adds yeah. to the adventure. And, and uh, that's yeah. what makes you look forward to the next one. Like, man, what's going to be, you know, what's going to present itself, you know, on the next trip we're heading out next week, actually for four days. And, and uh really looking nice. forward to getting out. We just got got back from a month we were off off-grid uh for a month oh. and uh yeah, it was incredible. That would be nice. Yeah. Yeah, it was nice. Man. We we did um from Southern California all the way or Central California all the way up northern and then across Nevada and then spent the whole rest of the trip in Utah and just wow. pretty much went to, went to every incredible spot in Utah that you can go to and man, I it, was, it was awesome. Yeah. But oh, we've been home fun. for Gosh, two two, three weeks, something like that. Maybe, maybe yeah. almost a month now. And uh I'm I'm like Jones to get back out. So we're like, uh, let's do it. Let's get out. So yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, I'm already wait. trying to figure out like when my when I can get out next, too. Hopefully in the next couple of weeks. So
1: yeah. Well, man, if yeah. we're ever out that direction, I'll look you up and maybe we yeah. can head out for a night or two. It'd be rad.
2: Yeah, you should. That would yeah. be
1: fun. Yeah, I'll definitely do that. I'm I'm looking forward to to my son being old enough my daughter's old enough where she you know we we do things together all the time um but i can't wait till my son's old enough to you know to get out and and do things with my daughter and i or you know he's old enough to you know really enjoy things and
2: how old are your kids now uh,
1: my daughter just turned 13 and she is all about it she's such a rock hound yeah. explorer type just outdoors girl. <laughs> so she's been doing it since she was like four or five years old so she's all about yeah. it Um yeah. and then my son is t- uh just about to turn two Oh, wow. So yeah. A little bit of a spam there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't expecting that one, but uh, yeah. yeah, he, uh, he just about turned turn two and he, he loves oh. it. I mean, he was, we, we just did our last podcast was all about off-grid camping for a month with a one-year-old, you know? And so oh right, yeah, um, yeah. it was cool. Yeah. It added some, yeah. some neat, you know, content to the podcast. And so my wife and I did it together, which was really cool. Yeah. Um, cool. But yeah, we, we got out there with him and man, he slept better in that rooftop tent than he ever sleeps here. <laughs> at home. He was right at home out there, you know, just having a great time. So I it was bet. cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
2: for, the, for the kids, it's like uh, like a mobile fort, you know?
1: Totally. It's like, yeah. It's not, yeah. How Whenever old are your I kids?
2: Take, uh, 15 and 13.
1: 15 so and 13. So my daughter's cool.
2: 13, my son's 15. And yeah, and, and I'd been taking them on trips, you know, ever since they were, you know, really small too. And yeah uh, yeah it's, you just kind of live vicariously through them because they kind of see things in a different way you
1: yeah yeah which is really cool absolutely i i tell people all the time you know I, I would rather bring my kids up outdoors than you know have them sitting you know the, the whole zombie apocalypse looking at their phones yeah. you know the whole time you know and watching know. tv or whatever it's like let's get out there and show them these things and learn new things for them and for us i mean i've learned a ton of stuff you know while we've been out on the road and and just more confidence and driving and you know uh, you know survival skills and you know whatever you want to call it yeah Um, there's just so many elements that that come into play when you're out there and you know that you can just show your your kids and leave you know legacy for the next generations and stuff you know it's so important
2: exactly Yeah. yeah yeah there's nothing like the outdoors i mean yeah, Like my son, when he was, um, I think he was about two or three, um, up on the top of Imogene with me and, you know, you're taking in all these views and stuff. And I look back at him and he's absorbed in this little pile of rocks. Yeah. Like not, not looking at, any <laughs> it doesn't look
1: at anything else, but just, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I just thought that was, that was pretty cool. Like, yeah. you know,
1: such, yeah. such a small thing is such a big thing to them when they're young, you know? Yeah. 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 I always, uh, I always think about this. I mean, since Jetta was young, I heard somebody say something one time that, you know, when you're, when your kid brings you, um, a rock, which Jetta would bring me rocks little things all the time when she was a little girl. Yeah. Um, I heard someone say once that that's all they have, you know, at that time to give to you, you know, that's like, uh, their most prized possession. You know, they don't have vehicles yeah. and boats and all this, you know, guns and whatever stuff that we like, you know, that yeah. as adults, that's what they have, you know, and, and when they give you something like that, that is their asset. That's that important to them that they're giving to you, you know, and I always thought about that always hit me like in some, you know, just, uh, I don't know, I don't know, nostalgic or whatever way you want to, yeah. you want to say it, but I always thought that was special, you know, when she would come up and give me a rock, it's just like, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Cause just, cause so from true. her, perspective, you know, that is like a huge gift, you know, Oh yeah, um, absolutely. especially one that she's super stoked about. Now when my, you know, I remember the first rock that my son gave me, I was just like, Oh, you know, I can't <laughs> believe it. it's so awesome. You know, yeah. I think I've still got it actually. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's just those little things, man, are such a yeah. big deal, you know, and you don't think about those things. And when you're sitting at home or running your business or, you know, involved in just normal day-to-day life, those, mm-hmm. those things aren't, Prevalent in your life, and and getting out there when you realize how important those little things are. Um, yep. you know, know.
2: It's, bringing a uh, little fishing pole, letting them, you know, try their hand at fishing, and yeah, yeah, they love it. Yeah, even if they don't catch anything, it's still like they they had a you know a blast just trying it.
1: <laughs> yep, yeah, I was out fishing with my son yesterday. We we uh we live on a body of water that's right across the street from the Colorado River that's fed by the river. Um, oh cool. It's like a private lake that all these homes are on, all these little inlets and stuff, like keys almost. And uh so we fish off our back porch like daily. Um and yesterday yeah. I had him back there and I was had him on my lap, and he's starting to figure out the crank, you know, on the on the, <laughs> the reel. And oh. <laughs> we didn't catch jack crap out there yesterday. But um usually when I don't look to catch something, I is when I catch something, of course. Yeah. Um, but when I'm really concentrating and trying to, you know, my cadence is all like you know perfect and you know trying to do everything by the book you know or by youtube um yeah. you know that's oh, I, I can never catch anything but but like you said just being out there with him yesterday and having him sit in my lap and just figuring out holding the, the the reel and or the the pole and you know trying to reel it in and you know just the the little things that they learn that are you know just so small but such a big deal to them you know it's just so yeah. special i love it i absolutely love it i love being a dad it's yeah. the coolest thing in the world man
2: no kidding, it
1: is, huh? Yeah, I never yeah. wanted to be one, you know, I never wanted kids, and then yeah. the good old Lord provided us with you know these two blessings, and it's just I can't even imagine life without him. It's so cool, so cool, uh,
2: definitely changes everything.
1: It does, yeah. yeah. And now yeah. he's like, He's, he's like, I, I mentioned the word fishy, and he's like, Boom, he's at the back door, let's go, I'm ready yeah. to go, let's <laughs> go find one, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's cool. <laughs> but yeah, that's fun. Yeah. So like what, what have been your favorite places that travels with, with your kids? You said like uh Silverton, you that area has been kind of your, the, the top yep. dog for you.
2: Yep. Yep. Um, definitely going to try to plan, um, like I said, another Iceland trip and I want to take my kids on that for sure. Yeah. I think would really enjoy it. And, um, um, other than that, yeah, just, uh, going, to uh southwest colorado and northern new mexico try to do that a little more
1: yeah what Um, parts of new mexico do you guys usually go to
2: i've gone up towards the chama area a few times i would never been up there which is funny because i've lived in new mexico for like forever and i've never explored that area and then when i got the new you know that new multi-camper i was like i'm gonna start checking out some different places and yeah i went up there a few times and it's Beautiful up there. It's is really it? cool. Yeah, yeah. I've never uh,
1: been up there either. Is that up by Taos, kind of?
2: Uh, yeah, similar. Um, it's a little more. Let's see, a little more northwest. Okay. Of Taos, um, Chama is like pretty much right on the border of the Colorado border. Oh, okay. Um, we're if close. I like
1: to- uh, trying to think, like uh, gosh, I'm trying to think of some of the areas we've been, in, like Gallup area.
2: Yeah, that's definitely uh, more west.
1: West, yeah. And dry Ship and rock. drier.
2: Like Chama. Is, like when you're up in that area, you, you feel like you're in Colorado because it's oh so really same, same kind of landscape, right? Very green and
1: just kind yeah. of continues down from Colorado into New yep. Mexico. Yeah, that's rad. Yep. I'll have to check yeah. that out for sure.
2: Yeah, um, yeah, we're slowly kind of building up our favorite campsites and um, getting some pins and stuff. So. We've got yeah. a lot of really cool places that you know and Chama really isn't that far from Albuquerque. It probably takes, I don't know, two and a half hours and and you're camping. So that's wow. pretty pretty close.
1: Yeah, that's not a bad drive at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah we're kind of like in the middle of the desert here, you know, obviously um uh northwest Arizona, but like our closest mountain range is within an hour. Uh, but it's a really super small little area, but it's it's pretty you know it's pretty gorgeous up there. It's called the Wallapai mountains. Um, but if we drive another I don't know two hours, we have forty acres. Our family has forty acres up in the mountains, uh just the side of Flagstaff. Um, oh, nice. and uh, yeah, it's like a two hour drive and you're up in the trees on the snow and um, that's actually where we're headed next week. We're gonna head up there for the four days and just go spend time with the property and cool and hang hang out. yeah, but uh i I love that you know, it's not, like you said, it's not that far of a drive, you know, Mm -hmm. to, you know, as far as radius to get to some of these places. Um, just recently we went to, we were in Vegas a lot. My, my son, um, had some doctor's appointments up there and there's a mountain range called, um, or the peak it's called, it's called Mount Charleston and it's a half Mm -hmm. hour West of Vegas. And you're like, you think of Las Vegas, like out in the middle of freaking BFE, you know, this desert city, you know, (laughs) And, and you drive 30 minutes to the West and you're in this gorgeous area i mean we drove up there there's a ski Uh resort and like all these camping areas and beautiful trees and snow and you're just like what the heck this is 30 minutes from vegas what seems impossible yeah yeah um and it's a really neat place i was i was absolutely dumbfounded when we were up there i mean it's gnarly terrain and awesome trails and just beautiful camping areas and off some of these these camping um campgrounds like some of the we you typically don't camp in uh like um. You know, campgrounds are usually dispersed, but there was a mm-hmm. couple of campgrounds that we drove through just to kind of see what they're all about. And there was one that was on this spine of this mountain, and on one side you look down into, um, like, I don't know, like north. You know, it was like the the northwestern portion of the state there, and then on the off the other side uh, was Las Vegas and all the lights and stuff. There was like a military base off the north. It was like a where they fly the predator drones out of this military base there oh, off really? the North. So you kind of see that down there. Yeah. Which was kind of neat. That's and then, cool. yeah. And then on the other side was, you know, Las Vegas and you could see this, you know, the, the stratosphere and all this crazy stuff, you know, from, from up there and it was gorgeous. Oh, uh, man. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. It was really neat. And then the, the ski resort up there has a ton of hiking trails and they just opened up mount, mountain biking like two weeks ago on it. And Jeez. it's just beautiful, redone, like brand new lodge. And yeah, it's pretty cool. And you just never oh. think that that's going to be that close to Las Vegas, you know. It's
2: yeah, I never, I never even thought about that. Yeah, like, me see? either.
1: Yeah, when well, we that's went cool. out there and we're like, what is this? Let's go check this out. Like, this can't be anything. And then I was just like, are you kidding me? Like, are you, this is wow. like a hidden gem. This is nuts. That's cool. Yeah, pretty neat. It's fun when you, you know,
2: discover new stuff like camping, and yeah. new locations or whatever. It's a lot of cool stuff.
1: Yeah, if you guys are ever in Utah, let me know, man. I found some pretty sweet spots. If you're a fisherman, right. I, I'm not a like hardcore fisherman, but I, I got into yeah. it when we moved here, obviously, because I'm like, I got it. I have to. <laughs> um yeah. but uh it there's some rad spots that we found, these mountain lakes. We we camped next to this lake. It's called uh it's called Moosehorn Lake, and it's like east of Park City, Utah, in the Suquamish, I think, National Forest, if I pronounce that right. Mm-hmm. And uh, you take this road up out of Camas, Utah, which is a Camas spelled with a K, and you go up this road. It goes way up this mountain range. It's not like crazy steep or anything. It just keeps going and going and going, and you just end up at like eleven thousand feet in elevation. And there's we ran into an actual moose, and then I was like, oh, well, that's oh, wow. probably why this is called Moosehorn Lake. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I'm like fishing. There's a you know we're like driving down the road, and right there, there's a moose right there. It's crazy, man. Huh. Um, but they have like tiger trout, and rainbow trout, and all this awesome fishing up in these little mountain lakes up there and there was nobody but me on that lake one afternoon for nice. hours and i'm just by myself just enjoying nice. the, you know just full of fish and nice. man it was so cool man it just like oh, wow. it was one of those those places i'd never even heard of never been huh. to you know and we just kind of stumbled upon it and it was That's one cool. of the most epic places i've ever been Jeez,
2: utah yeah. is definitely on my list of uh, places i want to explore for sure
1: yeah. Well, when you head that direction, let me know. I got a bunch right. of pin pin locations that are just unreal. Oh, cool. That are like, you have to see them. They're super cool. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So uh, what are you guys uh, planning for like the next year as far as expos? Are you guys going to be at just kind of all the the yeah. regular Overland expos? You guys going to the ones out east or just the
2: um ones? No, I, I wasn't. Um, Adam definitely, he went to all of them.
1: Yeah.
2: And he was, he's actually on his way back from Expo East now. Mm -hmm. Um, I think he said he he just called yesterday or whatever and said he was, um, going to be in Texas today, I guess. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think I'll probably, um, go to Overland Expo West and Flagstaff again. Yeah. Um, and then there's a couple of those Overland rallies, like in, um,
1: what's the
2: one that near Salina, I think. Is it,
1: uh what's that one called i can't remember i can't either yeah there's okay. a couple yeah. new ones now that i just um, saw another one too recently here yeah. um that i was like wow that's um in Arizona. yeah it was uh neato tire is putting on some overland expo here in like bullhead Whoa. yeah i was like what the hell yeah right <laughs> next to the colorado river
2: oh wow cool yeah
1: so there's a lot of them popping up yeah
2: yeah. I thought, thought well, maybe I'd try some of those out just because it'd be fun to go. I mean, I always love an excuse to go in the Colorado mountains. Like oh tomorrow. yeah. Um, yeah, I did Loveland, the, the, um, Overland Expo, uh, mountain West was, uh, not this year, but the year before. Oh, cool. Um, the first year they had it there, um, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Like, I didn't think it would be as big as it was. I mean, but it was like, just ginormous. I mean, really. Hell of a way to kick it off, that's for sure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were trying to get to it uh at the end of that month trip that we were on. And yeah. uh just with with Bodie, my my son, he's he did great. I and mean, we we had one night where we did like 16 hours straight and he just totally kicked butt and did great. But wow good. a lot of those long term, you know, uh long hours are just hard on him. So yeah, we were gonna try and go, but we we're like we were in utah and i was like if we try to get there from here you know we're barely going to have enough time to spend the time that we want to spend there before we got to be on our way back for work and stuff and so we ended up opting out this year but i really wanted to get up for that one um this year but just didn't didn't it wasn't in the cards but um but we're going to try and hit even if i got to fly out i mean it's it's very advantageous for me to to be at these just to push the podcast you know and to schedule things with people and and so, uh, you know, after the Flagstaff Expo, my my listenership went up 254% and I had Jeez. a year, a, yeah, and a year <laughs> and a half of people scheduled for podcasts. Wow. Yeah. That's and great. it was like, what the? So my All wife's right. like, you know what, even if we can't get out there with you or we can't make a trip out of it, you need to just get out to some of these and just, you know, promote the podcast because, yeah. you know, it just exploded. You know, it's just insane. Yeah, the,
2: the Expos are such a great uh, networking opportunity. It's like, you you meet all kinds of like-minded people and you meet, you know, new friends. It's like a really cool experience.
1: Yeah. I love the community, man. The the community that this all creates is I've just got life, lifelong friends that I would have never had without all this, you know? I know. Me too.
2: Yeah. And the cool thing too, is like when you run into someone, you know while you're camping or whatever in the middle of nowhere yeah. uh everyone's like super friendly and willing to help you out with whatever and it's yeah. like, really,
1: really cool take their own shirt off their back for you kind of thing yeah, yeah. exactly yeah i know yeah. i love that too i i think we're gonna try and get to a couple more this year I, i'm actually trying to get to sema which is kind of you know more of a uh you know off-road industry you know kind of show it's not really overland you know and community involved really or or you know it doesn't really have that much of that vibe but mm-hmm. you know for the the marketability uh, uh, or the opportunity to market the podcast um there is you know is great so yeah i'm gonna try and get to that but yeah i i i'm with you man i want to try and get to a couple more and you know maybe some in the pacific northwest and you know just try and get out to to market sure. the market the podcast
2: yeah yeah i always thought it'd be cool to go to uh one of those shows in uh germany or europe or whatever like oh my the, gosh it's the super huge one that's uh i can't even remember the name of it now but i just thought that would be a lot of fun
1: yeah that'd be epic yeah yeah i know it's. i'm sure there's companies over there that you could rent a, a rig from you know just like oh, here yeah. my my buddy brandon owns Topoterra and out of san diego and that's what they do they they have a bunch of overland rigs that they, they rent people and they got people flying from Germany and from England and stuff over here and taking these rigs out for, you know, months at a time. It's crazy. That's cool. Yeah. So I'm sure there's, you know, the same thing over there. It'd be sick to, like you said, to go there and get a rig and spend spend two weeks just trucking around, you know, Europe. That'd be nuts.
2: Yeah. That would be fun. Yeah. That'd be awesome.
1: Yep. Well, dude, I I uh I won't keep you no longer. It's been an hour. I I really appreciate you being here, and and like I said, yeah, I'm so correct. stoked on. Oh, absolutely, I'm so stoked on what you're doing and the 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 designs you guys are putting out, the product you guys are carrying, and and Thanks. I'm all about being associated with people who are associated with Adam. I love that guy to death, and yeah. um they have such a great company too. And and uh, his his people yeah. are my people, man. So if there's cool. anything you ever need, or or you know if we're in the area, I'll look you up and. Right um, on, yeah. Definitely stay in same. touch. Yeah.
2: Yeah, for sure. I'll definitely look you up for uh, some, you know, if you're ever up here and you want to go camping or whatever, I'm down for it. And, you know, yeah. if I ever find myself down in your area, I'll definitely uh, look you up.
1: Yeah, please do, man. Got a cool. lot of great places, even in California, too. We spent, you know, 20 years um, or my whole life, really, in California before we moved here. Um, so, I live in California or... Um we well I was born in in Prescott Arizona and then my parents moved us to California and then I moved back to Arizona 3 years ago. Oh okay. But we spent the last 20 years in Big Bear Lake which is a resort town in Southern California. Yeah. Uh east of Los Angeles and so we've got like Mammoth Lake Tahoe all those areas in California man I know like the back of my hand so Beautiful uh, area, it yeah. is. Yeah. So if you're ever in those areas or anywhere in the Western United States, man, let, let me know. I'm I got right. some got some good spots for you. <laughs> oh, cool. <Perfect>. Yeah, <laughs> good places to see. So. All right. Uh, but do. how can how can people find you guys on socials and and the web and everything?
2: Um, Sackware on Instagram is probably the best way. Um, I don't. You know, we have a Facebook page. Sackware has a Facebook page, but um. Probably more active on Instagram than anywhere else, um, and trying to get into YouTube, but haven't done it yet. Um, trying to do some videos, but um, hopefully soon. But yeah, it's just uh, mostly on the the website sackware.com or our Instagram page.
1: Okay. Awesome. Yeah, you're in the same boat I'm in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mostly, mostly Instagram, a little bit of Facebook. Trying to get into YouTube, but yeah, man, the time. Mainly for me, is the time with editing, and yeah, want to put out a good product, and I just don't want to upload stuff that's just kind of half-assed. But yeah, takes right, so much good. time to edit things, and know, I'm good at editing with you know Adobe Premiere and whatever, but it's just oh, so
2: you're, you're it's away a lot of time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Know, right. It's 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 there's a little bit of a learning curve. Uh, with Premiere but I mean if you're a graphics guy I mean if you're used to, used to using Adobe you know, products it's not yeah. too bad okay. um, but uh, it's just putting out a good product though is the thing you know just like transitions and, and content and everything tying together well it's just a lot yeah. so yeah the podcast is enough for me every two weeks or it's just just right where I want to you know maintain so
2: <laughs> I know yeah you're doing a lot
1: <laughs> I'm trying I'm trying to, I'm trying to do on a, on a lot podcast. without doing a lot <laughs> yeah exactly yeah yeah <laughs> i definitely enjoy my days off so I, sometimes i'll be like you know I, I don't i don't have time to to do a bunch of podcasts and so i'll record a couple and schedule them out with the software cool. that i have that put that posts everything um the oh, hosts nice. that i use yeah so that's nice action actually might do that uh over the next week or so and record a bunch with some people and then just push them out so oh. i don't have to think about it for a month or two you know yeah um, you. but uh yeah man but i'm stoked that you're here and um, thank you again for being here and and it's great to, to get to know you a little bit more and looking forward to seeing you out on the trail and, and at the Expos.
2: Yeah. Sounds good. Cool. Yeah.
1: And, and also, like I said before, for our listeners out there, if you have not seen Tim's FJ 45, my God, that thing yeah. is insanely awesome. Yeah on to uh the sacware instagram and and scroll through and uh you'll you won't be disappointed it's amazing so oh thank you and if you're at the expos make sure you get to step 22 or wherever he's at and check that thing out is sweet so definitely uh, yeah. inspiring <laughs> yeah thanks So cool well, right on tim we'll have a great right. day man and a great thank weekend you. and and uh great talking to you
2: sounds good great talking to you too. all
1: right brother you take okay. care of yourself all right you too see ya
2: I'm Will Cooper, host of Stand's Make Your Mark podcast. If you haven't already, download the free Waypoint TV app to listen to our podcast and watch the original films from Stand Presents anywhere, anytime, and on any device.
0: A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby, 6-8 Western. I'll be over there, baby, right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.